1: To receive this small daily devotional verse that Tom Cantor puts out, you can sign up at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. Or find Tom Cantor on Facebook by searching for Tom Cantor and Friendship with God. Now, here's our Bible
2: teacher, Tom Cantor. The hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord. And set me down in the midst of the valley which was full of bones and caused me to pass by them round about. And behold, there were very many in the open valley and lo, they were very dry. And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, thou knowest. Again he said unto me, Prophesy upon these bones and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and ye shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you, and will bring up flesh upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you. And ye shall live, and ye shall know that I am the Lord." So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I prophesied, there was a noise, and behold, a shaking, and a bones, the bones came together, bone to his bone, and when I beheld, lo, the sinews of the flesh came up upon them, and the skin covered them above, but there was no breath in them. Then said he unto me, prophesy unto the wind, prophesy, son of man, say to the wind, thus saith the Lord God. Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me. And the breath came into them, and they lived and stood upon their feet an exceeding great army. Then he said unto me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say, our bones are dried, our hope is lost, we are cut off for our parts. Therefore prophesy and say unto them, Thus saith the Lord, Behold, O my people. I will open your graves, cause you to come up out of your graves, bring you into the land of Israel, and you shall know that I am the Lord when I have opened up your graves, O my people, and brought you up out of your graves, and shall put my spirit in you, and you shall live, and I shall place you in your own land. Then shall you know that I am the Lord, that I the Lord have spoken and performed it, saith the Lord. This is one of the most dramatic passages in the Bible it's so dramatic because there's a contrast here. In this passage here, we have God, the spirit of life, coming into direct contact with death as we see death by these dry bones. As it says in verse one here, the hand of the Lord was on Ezekiel, carried him out by the spirit of God and set him down in the midst of this valley which was full of bones now, Ezekiel was a man who was filled with the Spirit of God. Ezekiel doesn't leave it to us to guess how he was filled with the Spirit of God. We just sang the hymn, Empty That Thou Mightest Fill Me. He said that he was filled with the Spirit of God. In chapter 2, verse 2, he tells us how. He says that the Spirit, chapter 2, Ezekiel 2, two the Spirit entered into me when he spake unto me and set me upon my feet, that I heard him that spake unto me. Ezekiel says, I was filled with the Spirit of God when God spoke to me. The Spirit entered into me when he spake unto me, verse 2. We are filled with the Spirit of God when he speaks to us, when he speaks to us through this book, through the Bible. That's when God fills us with his Spirit. Empty that thou shouldst fill me. Now, he doesn't know. Ezekiel doesn't know what's happening to him. He's been filled with the Spirit of God. The hand of God is upon him. It's carrying him away by the Spirit of God. It's carrying him to a valley. He can see a valley. I don't know. He's he's, he's probably soaring through the sky there. I'm kind of imagining him. is like when you use Google Earth and everything is kind of small, and all of a sudden you turn the little wheel on the, on the mouse there, and things can become closer and closer. And so this is what's happening to Ezekiel, maybe, probably, He's experiencing this. He's seeing this valley. All of a sudden, he sees the valley. And as he's coming down, he, can't, he He sees white things there, little specks. He doesn't know what they are. He's from a distance. And it says in verse 1 there that he was set down in the midst of the valley, which was full of bones. He said it was full of bones, the middle of a great valley that was full of bones. He says that. And he says that the bones were scattered all over the valley. They weren't there in one heap. They were scattered all over, like there'd been some battle. And the people had died, and now all was left was bleached bones. He says he's in this valley. He's full of the bones. And he says in verse 2 that they were round about them every way. Behold, there were very many on the face of the plain, very dry he says the Spirit of God then took him on an overview in verse 2. He led me round about them every way. So he's there in the valley. He's been sitting in the valley. There's bones all over. As far as he can see, it's not a pile. They're all scattered. And then the Spirit of God is leading him around so he can see. And it's an overview, these dry bones. And his comment is that there's very many of them. And then he describes, as he takes a better look at these bones in verse two, and he says, they're very dry. They're very dry. It's almost as if the Spirit of God is saying to Ezekiel, take a look, take a good look, Ezekiel, at these bones. What do you see? What impresses you? And he says, well, I looked for them. And he might say, well, I looked for them. I looked for how fresh they were. I looked, is there any blood on the bones? Is there any marrow in the bones? And, And he says, no, there's not. He says they're dry. They're very dry. They're 100% dead. There's 100% no life in those bones. They're dead, dead, very dead. And the fact that he says that they're very dry emphasizes that they've been there for a very long time in this place. Very long time since the flesh was on them. And the flesh has, over a period of time, rotted off. The muscles, the sinews, they're all gone. And all that's left is these sun-bleached, very dry bones. He's standing there in the middle of those bones, as far as his eye can see, and all he sees is death. All he looks around, he sees death, 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 as far as I can see. And it hasn't been alive for a very long time. He's standing there, and it's very much like us. We're in this world. We look around, we see lost, 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 lost. See, people without Christ, no interest in God, dead, absolutely dead to God. We pose the question to some, would you like to go with me to church? Would you like to come to the chapel this Sunday? Response we'd gather, response we'd it might as well be, I'd rather have a root canal than to go to the chapel or go to church. 100% dead, dead. And Ezekiel's standing there. We can imagine Ezekiel asking God in his heart, what does this all mean, God? He hasn't been told yet. What does this mean? What is the meaning of all these very many, very dry bones? And why am I in the middle of these bones? And why are these bones so dry? They've been dead for so long. And he thinks that uh, uh, that's the most important question to ask, is what does this mean? And God turns to Ezekiel and says, No, Ezekiel, the most important question is not that. The most important question God asks in, in verse 3, Ezekiel, the most important question is, he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? That's the question. Can these bones live? Ezekiel is immediately stunned. I, oh, I answered, O Lord, thou knowest. God is saying to Ezekiel, Ezekiel, you've seen all these dry bones. There's there's absolutely no sign, no evidence that they can live. They've been dead for such a long time. There's so many of them, and many are for so long. You've seen it all. They're very dry. You've seen them individually. You've seen how not one bone has any evidence of life in it all. Each and every one. Now, Ezekiel, I have a question for you can they live? Ezekiel, do you think these bones can live? Is there anything you see in these bones? that would give you any hope that they could possibly live? Have you seen any evidence at all? And of course, Ezekiel has to agree. He says there's no reason these bones can live. There's no explanation for how these bones can live. He has to agree with that. He says, I can't see it. No basis at all. These bones, God is saying to Ezekiel, are a perfect symbol of death And no hope of return to life. Of all the body parts to fill a valley with, dry bones were for this purpose, perfect. Better than dry ears, better than dry eyeballs. They're dry bones. No hope of life. So Ezekiel there is surrounded by death. He's surrounded by death. And then he's got this question, which for him is just, uh, he, he doesn't know what to say. And furthermore, it's how God framed that question to Ezekiel. He didn't just say, "Ezekiel, can these bones live?" He said, "Son of man, can these bones live?" Now, talked about this before. Except for the book of Daniel, where the Lord Jesus is referred to as the Son of Man, every place in the Old Testament where the term is, in English, son of man, is not a true translation of the original Hebrew text. The Hebrew does not say son of man. The Hebrew only says son of man in the book of Daniel when it's referring to the Lord Jesus. But whenever it says son of man in the Old Testament, referring to people, man, it doesn't say son of man. It says son of Adam, son of Adam. So verse 3 is really saying son of adam can these bones live well what does it mean to be called the son of adam what's so what so he's called the son of adam what's the difference between the son of man there is a difference there is a difference why because adam has a particular association in the bible romans 5:14 tells us romans 5:14 nevertheless death reigned from adam Romans 5.12, Romans 5.12. Wherefore, as by one man, sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men. So think about that. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam. Death started with Adam. That's Romans 5.14. Romans 5.12 says, as by one man sin had entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed, passed upon all men. So in other words, Adam is associated with death. That's where death started in that one man. And death passed by sin, and death passed upon all men. And So the sons of Adam are sons of death. Adam is associated with death, and the sons of Adam are associated with death. That one man that one man, Adam, brought into the world sin and death on all men. So to be called the son of Adam is to be called the son of death. So in verse three, Ezekiel might as well have heard God say, son of death, can these bones live? And you and I, we remember our days before BC, before Christ and for each one of us, before the Lord Jesus Christ, when we were described in that term, as son of death, in Ephesians 2.12. Ephesians 12.2.12, 2, 12, it describes it that way, where it says that at that time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel, strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. As we listened to the, the, the that was us. We were son of Adam. We were son of death. We listen to the loss today, and we think we were like that. And Ezekiel thinks of this question of whether the bones could live. And Ezekiel, Ezekiel is saying to us, well, what am I going to do? Can these bones live? What am I supposed to do, crack a bone open and see if maybe I missed it? There was some sign of life, any marrow at all? God says, son of death, can these bones live? Ezekiel is saying, Ezekiel, what, what, what are the chances like the question, you know, what are the chances for the resurrection of Christ? Zero. What are the chances these bones can live? Zero. What are the chances that that nothing exploded and we have a perfect universe and somehow this universe, inanimate objects organize themselves into life and we have beautiful us? Zero. Zero. Son of man, can these bones live? So Ezekiel feels when he gets this question, helpless. He feels utterly helpless. How can I answer a question like that? From God, Adonai, Jehovah, you alone know. You alone know. Ezekiel's saying, I don't know if these bones can live. But one thing I do know, I do know, Matthew 19, Matthew 19, 26, with men, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Everything's possible. And Matthew 3, 9, Matthew 3, 9 Think not to say within yourselves, We have Abraham to our father. For I say unto you that God is able of these stones to raise up children unto Abraham. So, whether it's making dry bones live or making stones be the children of Abraham or, or anything, nothing's impossible with God. So, Ezekiel is saying in verse three Lord, I don't know if these bones can live but I know how these bones might live. Lord, I don't know when these bones will live. So Ezekiel's just saying, I don't know, but you know. I don't know, but you know. When we want a lost person to be saved, we ask the same questions. I don't know if this lost person will be saved. I don't know how this lost person is gonna be saved. I don't know when this lost person we be saved. But one thing I do know is that God can save him. God can save him. Oh Lord, God, thou knowest. Lord, I don't God, Jehovah, thou knowest. Now, there's a lot of drama going on here. And the question in Ezekiel's mind is, what does this all mean? What am I supposed to, what am I supposed to gain by this? After all, Ezekiel has been called to be, be prophet to Israel in Ezekiel 3. And now he's in the middle of this, this, uh, this, uh, this dramatic lesson that he doesn't understand. So now God brings this, this whole scene to perfect crystal clarity in verse 11 when he says, these bones, Ezekiel, these bones are the whole house of Israel. These bones are the whole house of Israel. This valley represents how the Jewish people have kept themselves separated from other people, which by and large they have down through the the, the centuries. These dry bones represents a death toward God on the part of the Jewish people. The great number of these dry bones represents the all of Israel. As he said in verse 11, these bones are the whole house of Israel. The hopelessness of the bones to self-generate into life represents how the hope for life for the Jewish people does not reside in themselves. Jewish people yearn for hope. It's 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 the national anthem. For the state of Israel, ha-tikvah, the hope, where is it? And as the song goes on for the national anthem, in every Jewish heart there is a hope, there is a yearning. And so he's saying here, there is these dry bones represent that in themselves there is no hope of life. And so then God turns to Ezekiel and says, okay, Ezekiel, you have passed the first course You have gone through the first course of Dry Bones 101, and the first course is there is death. The first course is there is death in the whole house of Israel. The first course is there is no hope that life can come from within themselves. Now we'll go to the second course, and I will tell you exactly how these bones will live. I will tell you how. If there's any way for these bones to live, it's through this way. And here's the way, Ezekiel, in verse four. Again, he said unto me, prophesy upon these bones and say unto them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. So Ezekiel is told, there's only one hope for these bones so that they're gonna be able to live. You have to speak to the dry bones and they have to, you have to speak the word of God to them, and they have to hear the word of God. Twice in this passage, God told Ezekiel to speak to dry bones and to address them as dry bones. God told Ezekiel exactly what he was to say to the dry bones. In verse 4: Again he said unto me, Prophesy upon these dry bones and say unto them, O dry bones. Hear the word of the Lord. That was verse four. Verse 12, verse 12. Therefore prophesy and say unto them, thus saith the Lord God, behold, O my people, I will open your graves and bring bring, bring you into the land of Israel. He's supposed to speak to dry bones. I mean, that's like you and I doing something insane like going down to the hospital, to the basement, to the morgue and, 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 and finding a dead corpse and saying, oh, dead corpse, hear God's word. I mean, that's kind of like the picture, only it's a little worse. It's not even, it's not even dried up bones. If we did that, the, the pathologist would, would, would call the psych services. Yeah. And we can imagine Ezekiel saying to himself, preach to dry bones Call them by the name dry bones? They can't hear me. They're just dry bones. Is that what you want me to do, Lord? You want me to speak to dry bones? And God said, that's exactly what I want you to do. Speak to the bones. And what am I supposed to say to the bones? And he says, what you're supposed to say to the bones is bones, hear. I'm giving the bones the capacity to hear the word of God. It's called the word of life. So hear the word of life. So God told Ezekiel, the only hope for these bones is if they hear the word of God. It's the Bible. It's the Bible. It's all about the Bible. It's all about hearing the word of God. As it says in Romans 10, 13, Romans 10, 13, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How shall they call on him in whom they've not believed? How should they believe in him in whom they've not heard? How should they hear without a preacher? We think that we can convince a lost person to believe if we just tell them our testimony or we, we got a story we can tell them. We think it's going to go, this, this lost, it's going to persuade this lost person. I know it can. And we're so wrong. It's the word of life. It's the word of God. It's the Bible. That's what has the power to persuade and convince the lost to come to God. Another wonderful day
1: studying the Bible with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor, here on Friendship with God. Don't forget that today's message and previous messages can be listened to and downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org.